Hello everybody! Welcome to Adulting Newbie. Hello my beautiful noobs. How are you guys doing today? If you're new, welcome, welcome. And if you are returning, I am eternally grateful. Thank you for listening again. This week has been good. Still working from home. I've been working from home since the beginning of the new year. And with that, I have spent much more time with my fiance and I love him so much. However, this is where the birth of this episode came from. <laughs> Relationship advice and how I met my fiance online. Dun, dun, dun. Because being together way more and not having space to do our own thing has been a bit of a change because before I was going into the lab and being able to work away from home so he could do his thing during the day because Robert goes to work around 1 p.m. and doesn't get home till late. So from the morning till 1 p.m. we're trying to get along with each other and we're doing pretty well. Um, I'm trying to work and he's trying to do all the fun things in the morning that he wants to do since he doesn't get home till late which I totally understand you know when I get home from work I want to come home and decompress and watch my shows and things but he has to do all of that pretty much before work and now I'm trying to get us into a routine when he comes home from work that we start reading or something instead of him coming home and then wanting to do all this work stuff and decompressing, watching movies and things because then we're not going bed till super late and then I have to get up in the morning or at least I like to wake up at a decent time and get my work day going and it's just such a terrible cycle. But today, I feel much better because we're starting to get a little bit more of a routine now that we're on beginning month two of me working from home. I think we're starting to figure it out, but um, it's mainly caused some problems with us because I <laughs> am one of those weird people that like things to be quiet and kind of nice especially when I'm working on something I can't focus unless it's quiet which is actually quite annoying I wish I was one of those people that could listen to music um, because he loves noise music the tv on and it's even better if all of those things are going on at once <laughs> he's a music teacher and I work in a lab basically alone and in the quiet the only noise is white noise from the fan that doesn't work properly and if that doesn't show how different we are I don't know what does at least work-wise and um, he loves making beats and just studying music it's quite an obsession of his I think it's always been his safe space to be able to do that and play guitar do his music it makes him feel more relaxed to listen to screamo music but for me I'm like oh my god I'm gonna have a panic attack which I don't have panic attacks I'm just being dramatic but yeah he he genuinely likes to listen to very hardcore music to feel relaxed and I just don't understand <laughs> but meanwhile I'm databasing and numbering shells and um it's a very yin and yang relationship in that aspect and it would be easier if we didn't live in a one bedroom but this is how it is and we have to learn how to respect each other in such a small area and I think we're beginning to learn how to do that and and I think I could be a little bit more flexible with being able to stand some noise. But it really is just so overstimulating because I really do like it quiet. But we're starting to find, you know, a good line between him making music and me being able to be quiet with my shells. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing we found each other. But all of this has made us have to communicate even more and also learn how to give, get over bickerments, which is more of a me thing. I have had to learn how to fight and not hold a grudge and remember it forever. 
<laughs> I'm one of those people who brings up something from two years ago, and that's just not fair to hold on to such, and it's really minuscule things. He would never do anything to uh, intentionally hurt my feelings. He's never yelled at me. He's never said anything hateful or mean to me. He's really just a sweetheart to me, and you know, if he does one small thing, I need to quit being a drama queen, but I'm learning, and we're learning how to communicate better, and I'm learning how to take criticism from him better, because, I mean, he doesn't even criticize me on anything, which is a problem, because I need him to tell me what I can work on. That was the ice machine. I have no control of that. <laughs> I'm kind of already getting into it, but in the spirit of Valentine's Day coming up today, I'm going to give some relationship advice to you guys. That's at least worked for me so far you know what works for me might not work for you and what works for you might not work for me we're all different people but I think I've learned some basic things about relationships friendship wise romantic wise and whatever other relationships that you have going on right now I think I've learned some good basics of how to find your green lights and red lights and you know what you should look out for in a good and bad relationship and I've made quite a few mistakes in relationships and friendships, but that's how we learn, right? Not the end of the world. We're human beings. I can look back now on life. I'm 22 now, and so, of course, I'm very young still, and I can learn way more. I'm sure I'll look back on this podcast episode and be like, <laughs> okay, really? You really thought you knew everything? But compared to when I was younger... And even before I met Robert, I think I have learned a lot about, you know, what I can improve on and what traits that I've liked about Robert that maybe you can apply for yourself. I'm going to give some tidbits about what traits in our relationship made me want to get engaged to Robert. Ooh la la, that might be helpful for y'all if you're wondering about what to look for, or what standards you should have in a partner. I feel like we worry if we expect too much or not enough from a partner. It really is a hard thing to gauge and it's kind of abstract, but I never thought I would find somebody like Robert and he really does set the standards pretty high and how he treats me and how kind he is to me. So I don't know, don't put your standards too low. I'm going to start off with how Robert and I met. Robert and I met on Craigslist. No, I'm just kidding you guys. I'm just kidding. Ew, that was disgusting, but <laughs> we met on a dating app, Hinge. My sister also met her boyfriend on there, and I know a lot of other people who have um, met their significant other on there. So if you're looking for a dating app where you want to meet someone and have a relationship, I think that app is your best bet, because I think Tinder is mostly hookups, and Bumble I never really used. I think Bumble is where the female contacts the male, or honestly, I'm not sure how it would work with different genders, but um, I'm not sure. You guys will have to look into that, but I think Tinder and Hinge were the only ones I dabbled in. Very good times. <laughs> Sarcasm. Also, with COVID, it's really your best bet to get on a dating app, and the stigma of it being, quote, weird is long gone. Don't worry about it. So if you've been thinking about wanting to get on a dating app and haven't because of X, Y, and Z, just go for it. And you don't have to go on a date with someone, but you could just practice talking to someone through text on the app and just realize they're, they're a person like you or I. It's not as scary as we make it out to be. And if someone is texting in kind of a creepy way or they give off a red flag, a little bit of a vibe that you're not feeling, then they are probably creepy and cut it off. <laughs> Unless you're someone who does it too easily, but... 
you gotta trust your gut. Please be safe with it. I'm sure you've all heard advice on that. Let someone know where you're going, who you're going with. FaceTiming them first could be great as well. Anyways, um, I just had to cover all my bases with that. I don't want anyone doing something dumb because I said to go for it. I listen to the podcast Morbid all the time, and if you listen to that podcast as well, you could see why I am worried about you guys if I tell you to go out on a date with a rando. So definitely protect yourself. Take the necessary precautions before you go on a date. And even though I'm getting this advice, I did some dumb things, such as getting in Robert's car at night and letting him drive me to a movie theater on our first date. Who did I think I was? On the way there, actually, he kept taking all these back roads, and I was like, okay, yep, this is how I'm gonna die. Goodbye, world. I liked it while I was here enough, but... This seems to be the end. Goodbye. Obviously, it worked out fine, but don't do what I did. Now, like I said, Robert picked me up, and when we texted, he was really sweet, and his pictures were so cute, or whatever, and then I get in the car, and the way he was talking was just not the same. He sounded like he had just smoked weed or something, which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging that. I don't care, but... Later, I actually learned when he gets nervous, he just talks like that. He just talks like he is so stoned. (laughs) So I got in the car, and I guess there was some drama going on down the road. And he's like, yeah, I just had to stop by and check it out before I came to pick you up. He's going to hate me for saying it like that, but maybe I'll get lucky and he won't listen to this podcast for some reason. But (laughs) he normally listens. Hey, Wobble. Oh my gosh, and I had on an all-black outfit, and later he told me he thought I dressed like that, um, since he was, he's a rocker skater man. I mean, he's a grown man, but he's kind of a skater boy, and I thought that was so comical because I would never change the way I dress for just a rando guy, and he said it was because my profile looked kind of preppy or something, but I don't think I did. I had on black overalls and going down a zip line and... Honestly, it's been years, a couple of years now, so I don't remember what my profile was, but he thought I was a sorority girl, which actually deeply hurts my feelings. (laughs) I'm a shell gal. Why would you think I'm a sorority girl? I'm the lab gal. (laughs) I mean, to each their own. And honestly, that just proves that first impressions are not everything, and you cannot judge a person on the first time you meet them, because they're probably just nervous. So... I get in the car and we're driving, taking all those creepy back roads that he's decided to do for some reason. And we went to Target to grab a snack before the movie. And he was still being kind of weird. And I was barely talking, not because I didn't like him, but because when I go on a first date or even a first couple of dates, I'm just a very shy person. And I can see how that would be awkward and uncomfortable that (laughs) we're together and he's having to fill the air because I'm just saying, hey. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. And he's having to just carry a conversation basically by himself. But Robert tended to that and didn't make me feel uncomfortable in the slightest. He made me feel comfortable and he didn't judge me that, you know, I wasn't the most talkative person. And even though he was being weird, no offense, love you. There was still something about him I really liked, and I told him that one time that I wasn't exactly sure what I liked about him, but I just really liked him on the first day, and he's like, 
thanks. Thanks so much. But um, I was still in college at this point, and I remember calling my mom the next day and saying, I went on this date with this guy, and I don't know exactly why, but I really like him. This missing tooth man has just caught my eye and stole my heart. And yes, he's missing one tooth, but you know, maybe he can tell that story of how that happened. I don't know if that's my business to tell. And I think that's where the when you know, you know feeling comes from. I can't tell you exactly what it was about him, but because we were both so weird when we met, but I really liked him, that's how I think that's where that comes from. If you know, you know, you know, we weren't exactly meshing perfectly, but something about him just really was, I don't know, making me drawn to him. Now, this could just mean I'm ready to date him and not to marry him. <laughs> um, if you're applying this to yourself, don't jump the gun that much on the first date. <laughs> If you have that feeling about somebody, you might be feeling, oh, you know, maybe I want to date this person. It was a sign that I was majorly interested because I have never really felt this feeling about anybody else before. I can get into my past relationships. Um, maybe I will a little bit. I went on a couple of other online dates um, just through Hinge. And actually, my freshman year of college, I went on a date. It was my first time doing it. I was so nervous. I wasn't comfortable with myself yet, which is the first know of even trying today if you're insecure but that guy was so strange and that night I also thought I was going to die because he really freaked me out he <laughs> he was just busting moves when it wasn't even appropriate and it was quite disgusting and I think also I got in his car which is not a good idea don't do that guys he was like you want to get in the back seat of my car together and cuddle I was like oh my god this is it I'm done I'm done but again I survived and I went on some other dates from Hinge but the only other one that sticks out is this guy I dated right before Robert and he was just Maybe he's a nice guy now, but he was the definition of a fuckboy. He was cute in his own way, but he wasn't cute enough to be acting like that. He was the type who's like, you want to come and hang out with all my friends? And he's like, but I don't want to get serious with you. I don't know why you think that. But you're asking me to hang out with you and your friends, and I don't want to do that in the first place. I'm completely fine with just being of friends with benefits doesn't mean that we're necessarily having sex. I'm just saying, you know, we can go out on dates and have fun and do whatever, but don't expect me to come and hang out with you and your friends. Anyways, now that I've met Robert, all of that is in the past, but don't think I haven't had my fair shade of terrible dates because I definitely have. <laughs> Now, the rest of the first date is kind of irrelevant, not to be rude to him or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I'm trying to get my points across of how I think, looking back, I knew that Robert was, quote, the one, or at least the person that I want to work on a relationship with indefinitely. I don't know how I feel about soulmates. Maybe I'll get into that later. But the next day, he came over with cookies and helped me study for a test about fish. And my heart just melted and it made my mom's heart melt too that he brought me cookies. And I'm like, that was the bare minimum. You know, he's bringing me cookies. Good for him. He should be bringing me cookies. And not even in a rude way. I'm not trying to come across rude. This is the thing where standards come in. It's great he, we brought, he brought me cookies. I would always, I would bring him cookies. I would buy him food. I would do whatever. So, it, but it really did make my heart melt. And he was still patient with me that I wasn't talking a lot. <laughs> and he just made me feel comfortable. 
He was one of those people that I met and it, it felt like I've known him forever. Every time his name came up on my phone, I just felt so good and happy and gushy. And I know that's disgusting. I never would have said that before in my life, but I'm just being honest with you guys that it was still that feeling of why, but I still got that gut feeling of, oh my gosh, I really like this guy. His name is popping up on my phone. He's saying good morning, beautiful. He's doing the most and I love it. And you guys might be like, yeah, Audrey, duh, this is what a crush feels like. But I had never felt like this before, not with any of the people I've dated previously. I never felt this way. It was kind of a ick feeling of, ew, you just made that joke. That was a terrible joke. <laughs> That's another sign. You better be laughing at their jokes. I almost wondered, will I just never like anybody? Is there never going to be anybody out there that I desire or want to pursue? Wobble was the one. And the next day, I brought him chicken from a fast food place, and they accidentally gave him only one chicken strip, only one in the box. And that kind of broke the ice for me to be able to talk to him. And I was still nervous, but it gave me something to talk about, and I was finally coming out of my shell more on the, the third date. It was the third date where I finally started talking. So if you're shy, don't feel bad about it. Someone will be patient enough with you, and don't feel bad for being yourself. We kept going out obviously, and just kept growing things from there, and I just had and have a genuine love for this human being, this guy, this little six-foot huge man. I just love him. I hope I'm not being too mushy. Don't click out of this because I really do have some advice. What I really want to talk about, though, is how much growth Robert has had as a person. I think people believe when they meet the person of their dreams, they're going to have their life together. They're going to have a high-paying job. They're going to have a house of their own. They're going to know how to take care of themselves. They're going to be washing their face and showering every single day. And I'm just going to slide myself in there, enjoying their perfectly groomed life already, and be with my lawyer husband or whatever your thing is. I'm not judging that, but I'm saying that you need to not expect somebody to have a perfectly groomed life before you meet them. And this was the case for us. His life was not already perfectly groomed. And I think this is a standard that needs to be thought about and talked about a little bit more. I don't think it's realistic to think you'll meet someone and they're going to have their life together and they're going to have perfect emotional and physical stability. However, you guys, there is a line with all of these things. You don't want to be with a deadbeat who never proves himself and is emotionally unavailable, unstable person and they won't work on themselves. That's not what I'm saying here. But in a loving and nurturing relationship, you will naturally want to improve yourself and want to be the best version of yourself. You'll have a reason to want to improve and you have to be willing to grow with a person. The Robert I met two years ago and the Robert I live with now are so different in the best way possible. He has flipped his life around for the better and I think he said that he appreciates my patience with it. It's not going to happen overnight, but I think two years is pretty quick to change as much as he has. And I'm not saying personality-wise, or and I didn't want him to change who he was. I love who he is. But he needed to have more structure and goals in his life. And job-wise, he needed to have more goals. It's not my business to share his journey, but I am so, so, so proud of him, of his growth. And I think we would both agree that we've had hand-in-hand -hand growth with each other. And it's really cool to look back on who he used to be and who I used to be just two years ago. But having each other, having a strong support system with each other, how much you can grow as a person is truly 
unbelievable. I had expectations for him that he knew he had to fulfill for our relationship to continue. So, ladies, if he wanted to, he would. Robert would go to the ends of the earth for me and I know it. He wants to make me feel special. He tries his best and you need a person that wants to meet your expectations in a realistic way. You're not trying to change a person for who they are. You're not trying to change their personality, but I do think people can grow in a healthy relationship and sometimes I feel like people don't give someone the chance because they don't present themselves in the most perfect way right when they meet but you gotta give somebody that chance. I just knew deep down that I know he can achieve everything of his dreams and he might not think he can now but with my support he can and of course I wasn't thinking that. I'm not getting big-headed because I definitely... (laughs) need to emotionally mature and I needed to and learn to deal with arguments, anger. I still could do much, much better but I'm trying and I think he knows that and appreciates that and he's given me great advice about how he controls his emotions. We have an age gap. I'm 22 and he's 27 and I think that's kind of interesting because I believe female brains fully mature at 21 and males are at 25. Our age gap, I believe, has allowed him to deal with his emotional issues before I met him. If I met Robert in, at 22, I don't think we'd be getting, getting along. And that's if the age gap wasn't there and he was 22 and I was 22. I don't think it would have worked. And he said that as well. He had to emotionally mature a lot and I think he has and he's really helped me be able to do that as well and support me in trying to figure out how to control my emotions. It's really a powerful thing when you can do that and it really helps you improve your relationships when you don't let your emotions get the best of you. And y'all, he is wise with his emotions and has tons of self-control in that realm and it's really impressive. I think with Robert being relaxed on structure, he has taught me quite a few things. Um, obviously I like structure, um, going to school and I kind of took more of the beaten path in a way and I can be more of an anxious person and, you know, I think he has really taught me how to relax and just, I I thought I was a relaxed, laid back person, but he's made me realize that I wasn't as laid back as I thought I was and to really enjoy life, I needed to just let go of the reins a little bit and not be so this needs to happen and this needs to happen and I don't think I'm a super, I don't even know how to describe it. I feel laid back. I think I really present as laid back. You'll even hear it in my voice sometimes but I think I do like things to go a certain way and that's been kind of hard to realize but he's made me realize I need to just enjoy life a little bit more. I need to enjoy the little things more and not everything is going to be this plus this equals this and if you can be a little bit more relaxed about it then life is a lot more enjoyable. And kind of what I was talking about before, then I have given him the ladder of you should have a little bit more structure in your life just so you can reach your goals. It doesn't mean you have to be in a suit and go and work in a cubicle. And the only reason I say that is because I know he does not want to do that. And some people have told him that's what he should do to get his life together and get a good paying job. I believe he can do it through different avenues. However, he needed to set up a structure to be able to even get to that path and have that long-term goal. So, I have taught him long-term goals and he has taught me short-term goals and personal goals of growing emotionally and growing 
in being more forgiving, etc, etc, of, you know, personal growth. I used to worry about us having different interests. You know, I feel like we're kind of yin and yang, and he enjoys music, he enjoys relaxing, he enjoys playing on his computer, he likes to be inside more, but I like to be outside. I grew up planting gardens and things, and he loves Star Wars. I had never watched Star Wars a day in my life before I met him, and then when I met him, he made me watch every single movie. <laughs> it was a long marathon, you guys. <laughs> I like being out and about and doing stuff, and he can really be a homebody, and I like going and buying food, and he's like, ah, let's just not eat. <laughs> But my worries of us having different interests, like me liking to be outside more, has made me realize that I can learn a lot from him, and he can learn a lot from me, and we just push each other to try new things. You know, we took Mara to swim at a lake, and I think it took it kind of personal that he didn't want to be in the water whole time, and I was like, why doesn't he want to be in the water like I do? You know, all of my family would love this, but... I've learned that I need to accept who he is in certain realms, and then I'll push him as far as he can, but if he doesn't want to do it the whole time, then it's not the end of the world, but I will have standards that he does need to play in the water a little bit. One thing that I think also molds us into a healthy relationship is that our core values are the same. And I think that's a huge green flag that you can look for in a relationship. Our thoughts on religion, um, caring for other people, kids, marriage, houses, goals of what we think our life is going to look like are all the same. And those are things that I think are hard to change in a person, especially religion. If you're a religious person and your partner isn't, I think that's going to be kind of an uphill battle and you're not going to be able to... Is the word indoctrinate? I don't know what the word is, but it's not anything harsh that I'm trying to say. I'm just trying to say, I don't know if you'll be able to make a non-religious person religious. And I don't think you should change a person and it's not fair in their core values. You know, Robert and I believe in caring for people, loving people, forgiveness. And, you know, we want the same number of kids. The way we want to raise our kids is the same. And all of these long-term goals are the same. And I think it really helps us go down the same path in growing a long relationship. So just to go back over what I was talking about and to kind of give a synopsis, because I think it was pretty clear, but just to make sure you know your green flags in a relationship and what to look for in a future partner, yes, one, first impressions are not everything. Robert and I probably don't have good first impressions of both of us, at least in a way of if we would be compatible conversation-wise because I wasn't talking. (laughs) Two, they make you feel comfortable like you've known them forever. When I met Robert, it feels like I've known him in a past life. It's pretty crazy. Three, the person might not be what you expected. And I feel like a lot of people say that, and you've probably heard this a million times, of, you know, the person they marry are not what they thought, not what they envisioned themselves being with one day. And I think that's a green flag, that they're not exactly what you expected, but they fit perfectly into your life. To an extent, you have to grow with each other, which brings me to number four. You're willing to grow with a person. Going back to your partner might not be the best version of themselves yet, but you got to be supportive and help them grow into them best selves. 
And I think without Robert, I would not be where I am now, growth-wise, without him. And I think he's really supported me into becoming the person I am now, two years later. Five, you learn from each other. He's opposite, more relaxed, and I teach him more structure. Our hobbies are different, but then we're teaching each other different hobbies. Six, our core values are the same. So those are the six things that... I think you should be aware of in a relationship and see, hey, you know, are these things that, do we have the same core values, you know, oh, our hobbies are so different, I don't think we're going to work out, or they aren't exactly what you envision, so you're like, there's no way this person, I can't date this person, and not giving them another chance after their first impression is something you should probably give a second look at or a second thought about. I hope that was helpful, you know, the six things that I would look for and what, um, you know, when I reflect on my relationship with Robert, what he brings to the table and what I want to do with him compared to other people I've met before. I kind of talked about soulmates earlier and that's kind of a sticky thing to talk about and it kind of goes, boils down to religion and other things if you think you have a perfect soulmate, but in my opinion, you know, what are the chances out of how many people on earth that my soulmate happened to live in the same exact area I live. He lives in North Carolina in the same city. (laughs) So I think for myself, you know, and I'm not saying I'm right. uh, I'm the first person to say that, you know, I have my opinions, but I think it's kind of ignorant to think that your opinions are 100% correct. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But what are the chances that he lives in the same city as me? You know, are we soulmates? I don't know. I don't even know if that's a thing, but I do know that I want to grow with him and I do want to commit to him to live our lives, you know, as long as we live, I want to live it with him. And a lot of what makes a more permanent relationship is your willingness to communicate with each other, to forgive and support one another. You don't want a partner who's making fun of you for starting a podcast. Robert was the first person to support me in making a podcast. He made sure I got all the equipment, and he makes sure that I put these things up every Monday. He is the most supportive person. So, I don't know about soulmates and all that, but I think if you can commit to growing and working with someone, a relationship is way more work than I would have thought. And I know a lot of people say that, but I will reiterate it, that relationships are a lot of work. It's not going to be perfect in all cherries and rainbows. But I'm not saying that him and I argue every day because there's only one argument with us that sticks out and it's not even that bad. We don't yell at each other. But, you know, maybe in your relationship, that's how you guys communicate. You need to yell at each other a little bit to be able to, you know, steam back down and relax. Whatever works for you. So, you know, whatever you think about that, but just being able to commit to somebody is a lot of work, but... That's kind of where I think marriage comes from, is finding someone you want to live the rest of your life with. Now, dun-dun-dun, let's talk about my relationship mistakes. And I have a few. You know, we all do. I'm 22. I'm feeling 22. Um, I've definitely made some relationship mistakes, and I've realized emotionally what things that I'm not good at. (laughs) And being aware of what you're not good at is a great first step. Uh, One of my things is I am a terrible communicator. With Robert, I do well because I really want us to work out, or at least I think I do well. Maybe I communicate too much, not enough, I don't know. Um, But I'm not the best communicator. I am not the best communicator, but with friends, I never really wanted to express anything. I didn't want to tell them if they hurt my feelings, and I just wanted to brush it under the rug, which sometimes that works, but... 
I think that was a huge friendship mistake for me because it builds so much. And it's like, you put a crumb under the rug, then you put another crumb, then another crumb, then another crumb. You're eventually going to have a bump in the rug. And that bump in the rug is going to become bigger and bigger and bigger. And at that point, it's hard to recover and it's easy to reopen wounds. That was a huge mistake for me is not telling friends when they hurt my feelings because I felt like a weenie (laughs) because I didn't want to say it. Or my problem is I held grudges and didn't truly forgive people. Could I brush it under the rug if I forgave them? Yeah, but I have a problem with grudges and didn't truly forgive people. I would say I forgave people, but I would never forget. And I think now it's so much harder, but more beneficial to truly forgive. It would be such a small thing and I'd be like, yup, I'll remember this forever. You know, it wasn't always the most ridiculous things. We're human. We make mistakes. We say the wrong thing. We accidentally get angry with somebody. We, you know, accidentally insult somebody. I need to be able to forgive that. And I make mistakes all the time. I can have a nasty tone. I can be, you know, rude. And do people forgive me? They do. Robert forgives me every time. And that's another thing that he's taught me is forgiveness. He is such a forgiving person. And I really need to be more like that (laughs) because I don't want to be the person who, you know, I expect you to let me make mistakes and forgive me, but then I won't forgive you. Even if I'm acting like I am, I probably didn't. So I'm really working on that. And I think I've made some steps in it because I had a friend who did something to me and it really was from a lack of communication that... We didn't contact each other, but then I said, hey, you know, it kind of hurt my feelings because we didn't contact each other, or in my opinion, I thought she didn't contact me, but really it was just a huge miscommunication, and if I would have never said anything, we never could have got the crumb and vacuumed it up instead of shoving it under the rug and acting like I didn't care and just holding a huge grudge when it's not even that big of a deal. It's just a mistake. It's just a miscommunication. Or instead of confronting a person, we're all guilty of it, I might go to somebody and complain about them and then be done. Or I thought I was done, but I was putting that crumb under the rug. And I'm not a gossipy person, you know, I actually get anxiety about that, so I don't gossip a whole lot, but I would go and say, oh my god, do you know the most ridiculous thing that they did to me today? Instead of talking to them and confronting them and just saying it. Or, you know, sometimes you need to talk to somebody else to realize, oh wow, that was not a big deal and I should not have been so dramatic about it. And then that way you know, hey, I don't need to confront that person, but... If it's something that keeps perpetually coming up in the forefront of your mind and it's still bothering you, just confront them. And if they're a good friend, they'll be able to understand. And if they don't and they make you feel bad for it and anxious, then it's probably not the right relationship for you to be a part of. I still need to work on that in friendships, but acknowledging it, again, is a good first step. And I think a lot of communication skills comes with maturing and being able to look back on relationships and see where you made mistakes So, you guys, my noobs, take some time to reflect and maybe you'll see some areas you can work on. I know I definitely have quite a few that I could work on. (laughs) Also, if you notice the trend of people saying the same things about you and they have no affiliation with one another, then you probably are the problem and it's something you can work on. I have been told by a few people that my tone, it's not what I say, it's how I say it. And does that get under my skin and really annoy me. Yes, it does because I've been trying really hard lately to stop doing that, but it does not mean that I can't keep working on it. And 
if a few people are saying that to me, then obviously I'm the problem, and it's something I need to work on. Now I want to talk about some green flags and traits I look for in friends. You feel comfortable with them. You feel safe to tell them anything. They're supportive. They make you happy and not anxious to tell them something or hang out with them. You know, you don't want to be hanging out with a friend and worried that you're walking on eggshells. Or if you do this one thing wrong to them, are they going to freak out? You know, you don't want that. And they don't constantly talk about other people. Those are some things I look for in friends. When I look back, I'm like, hey, this is what I like in a friend. These are traits that I like in friends that I have now that... I want to continue looking for in future friendships that I have. Because finishing college, I'm really hoping to make more new friends. And I'm very excited. And I'm open to it. And I've learned that, you know, friendships can be a revolving door. And not everyone's always going to stay. And I believe that some friendships are for certain... (laughs) Ew, what? (laughs) I believe that some friendships are for certain phases of your life. So... You might have a friend that you're you're close with when you were five and that now you don't talk to them. Okay, cool, but maybe they taught you a lesson you needed to know or maybe you were close with someone in elementary school to middle school and then so on and so forth. If it makes you feel better, that's what I believe is that certain friends are for certain phases of your life and sometimes you grow apart and that's okay and maybe, you know, you ch- you're supposed to, you're always evolving as a person so you're not always going to evolve with the people around you the same way and that's totally okay it doesn't mean they're doing something wrong and it doesn't mean you're doing something wrong another thing I've also learned about friendships is that they don't have to be your person for everything you can have a friend you go to a party with you can have a friend you go to eat with you can have a friend you travel with you can have a friend that you go to the gym with there are so many things and more but those are a few that I listed but some relationships provide you with different things And what one friend can give you, another can't. Not everyone can be your best friend. That term also puts a lot of pressure on a relationship. And maybe that's because I have one best friend that's from childhood, but not really any others. But I mean, (laughs) I don't know. That's what I think. I think the word best friend can be too much pressure. And I mean, I guess you can have a best friend and realize, hey, you know, they might not be able to provide everything for me right now, but that doesn't mean that we're not close friends. Another thing that Robert has taught me as well is that you don't need to talk to somebody every single day to realize you're good friends with them or to reassure that you're still friends with them. And, you know, I want to do a friend episode as well, but one thing I'll say is you can't expect the same out of friends from high school to college to post-college because you're together for different amounts of time and then now you've finished college and you're in the adult world. You're working all the time. You're, you know, trying to take care of your boyfriend, girlfriend, or whoever. And then your friendships and you just can't take it too personal. And you don't have to talk to somebody every day to be close with them. And don't think that something's going on or you did something wrong if they're not talking to you. That's a mistake that I have made and make and realize, hey, Nothing's going on with us. They're just busy at work and I'm busy at work. I think that's something that applies to a lot of friendships throughout life because I've heard too when people have kids, you don't see your friend a lot, obviously, because they're always taking care of their kid. But does that mean your friend doesn't care about you anymore? No, it does not mean that. (laughs) I put 
didn't say that too weird. Oh my gosh, I think that came out weird. But yeah, it doesn't mean they don't care about you anymore. Ew, I don't like the way I said that. But And this can also go for your significant other as well. Maybe they aren't good at decorating or they don't like going shopping. So instead of berating them for not going with you, hey, you're, you're making me go by myself. Why don't you like shopping? Or why are you trying to leave early? Can you tell this is a problem we have? <laughs> find a shopping friend. You can have a friend that you go shopping with. You don't have to bring your boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever with you and do everything with you. You don't have to do that. Have a friend that you go shopping with and keep feeding your friendships and don't forget about them. So that's my synopsis on friendship advice. That's what I've learned about so far and what I'm working on and Robert and I have been together for two years now and I'm realizing, hey, I need to make sure that I'm still feeding my friendship and make sure I'm still hanging out with them, which I think I did a pretty good job, but, you know, and also remembering we don't have to talk every day to be close friends. And I'm not going to give family advice because that's way too hard and sticky. (laughs) So, I mean, if you really do want family advice, you can email me at adultingnewbie at gmail.com. It's the same way I spell it with the podcast, Adulting Newbie. We also, or we, it's just me. (laughs) I have an Instagram as well and a TikTok. I've really been using the Instagram and trying to keep up with that. It's been really fun to have an Instagram for the podcast and I'd like for us to have a bit of a community together and be able to talk to each other, ask each other questions. So you can follow my Instagram at adultingnewbiepodcast. I'm really excited excited that I got that name. I didn't think I was going to be able to get it. (laughs) And you guys, it would really help me out if you rate, review, and follow the podcast. Make sure to let me know what you think about the podcast, what I can do better about it. And I'm just really excited there's people out there listening to it and I really appreciate it. But that's not everything. That That is not the baseline of this podcast or why I made it. I made it so I can express myself more and get some things out that, you know, I don't have to chat somebody's ear off about because now I have the podcast. So this is my advice, you guys, on relationships. Um, for your significant other, for your friends, and this is how I met my fiance online. (laughs) So lovely, but it's really worked out. So again, I use the dating app Hinge. If you are looking to download a dating app, that's the one I used. Weren't as many creeps on that one, I will have to say. I think that one was a little bit quote, safer, but you know, you have to take care of yourself. Make sure you stay safe in the dating world. And remember, you guys, be easy to forgive and easy to forget. I love you. Good night.